You are now listening to the High Def Performance Podcast, hosted by Mitch Harb and Zach Smith. All right, this week's guest is Jeff Moore, CEO of Ice Physio, partner at Onward Physio, and faculty at South College. Great conversation with Jeff. You're going to learn a lot. Great conversation about the PT industry as a whole and really motivating um, direction that it's going in. So we're excited for you guys to hear this and let's get into it. All right. We've got Jeff Moore. Thanks for joining us for the podcast today. We appreciate you taking the time out of your busy schedule. And like we were talking off, off, uh, off camera there, um, tennis coaching. So you're doing, you're doing tennis coaching. You've got, um, ice physio, you're the CEO of ice physio, and then also a partner of onward physio. You got a lot of stuff going on. Yeah. Yeah, man. There's lots of, Lots of irons in the fire, but it's all stuff I love. So I um, certainly never feel too strung out. I always pump and jump into the next thing. So uh, loving every minute of it. Yeah, and that's what I've been, I've been following you for a while, and I've, I've loved that because that, that's kind of what me and Mitch are about. We've got a lot of different things going on and and uh, always interested in kind of improving the profession of PT. And and obviously, you're one of the leaders in that. So tell us a little bit about how this started, like where, where you got started with Ice Physio and kind of what made you want to get into doing courses and, and, and that kind of stuff. Yeah, you bet. It was very organic. I mean, I never, I never sat there and thought to myself, I want to get into doing courses. It, it just sort of happened. I was back in Michigan in 2012 and I got invited to do a few small talks for like the local APTA chapter and just had a blast, you know? And I was like, man, I'd love to do some more of this, you know? And so kind of one after another, um, every time I got more energized and I thought there, there could really be something here. So I started tapping a few of my good buddies who I had a ton of respect for. And I was like, Hey, let's, let's start developing some more courses, maybe a small course series. And then kind of year after year, man, it just kept kind of growing organically and naturally identifying great people and supporting them and kind of doing my own thing. And then all together, it became quite the machine, you know, and then around like 2016, 2017, when the clinical management of the fitness athlete, you know, Mitch Babcock and Zach Long, um, when, when they really began to take that into the next level. Alan Frenendahl helping out a lot with the online side of it. That helped us really brand as the company that had the fitness forward philosophy, but could also teach you all the manual therapy and pain relieving skills to be able to get people to the fitness. And that combination really seemed to hit and kind of put us into another stratosphere. And, and now it's a matter of just trying to keep up with it. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, honestly, the way that I heard about you guys was, I, I kid you not, every single PT that I've interviewed or that we've even brought on, you know, there's always a conversation of like, what kind of continuing ed do you do or do you like to do? They all kept mentioning you guys. And I was like, all right, I, I got to check them out. And then I was like, we might as well talk to them because I want to hear more. So tell people maybe the, because we get a lot of PTs that listen or people interested in physical therapy kind of explain a little bit about what someone is going to learn from uh, from your guys's courses and what who would who would seek out and benefit from from those sure so first of all kind of top of the funnel answer to that question is anybody in the rehab space is welcome right so pts ot's uh md's we get a lot of chiropractors in our courses so it's really really fun kind of the interprofessional relationships that build at all these classes so that's kind of the first answer but what you get 
and there's so many courses now it's almost hard to go through each division but you get the and not or approach to a fitness forward philosophy to rehab anybody regardless of age and stage that's the best way i can put it like we combine the pain relieving modalities of spinal manipulation and dry needling and all the good stuff that kind of ramps down somebody's system puts the fire out if you will but then right behind that we fill in that fitness forward approach no matter what and, and that's the that's where we're different it's like you can jump into our mmoa curriculum our older adult curriculum you can jump into our pregnancy and postpartum curriculum you can jump into yeah our fitness athlete curriculum and they're all going to have the same message like once you've used those skills to calm down their symptoms you only did that so you could begin to load them right and now whatever course you're in we're going to show you exactly how to load that population and essentially that's what our entire curriculum is it just depends on who you want to serve yeah that's i i, I was reading that you know you got the shirt on the onward physical therapy you guys actually have a location that's just like a couple hours north of us in bellingham uh because yeah. we're down in renton um and i was looking at you guys which i love that because you know you guys you guys put it really well like put out the fire and then find the long-term the long-term solution to the problem and and i feel like you know in physical therapy obviously like there's a lot of pts that are like oh you know don't do manual therapy don't do any of this stuff it's got to be all fitness just get under the barbell and squat out your pain and so i i personally loved your guys' message because and and i've never heard that phrase fitness forward it's almost like when you're drinking cocktails and they tell you spirit forward cocktail yeah um, yeah yeah and so like the fitness forward approach i love that because it's like it's not just all fitness it's yes it's like that's the focus but there are also these things that need to be done and so i really appreciate that approach and, and tell me how you've like kind of come to that and how you how you guys learn learn that approach yeah i mean it was just a natural evolution of learning how to manage humans in general right like there is our population is so hilarious on how we refuse to stay open-minded and blend everything out there to best serve the patient like we work against ourselves so aggressively it's pretty obvious when you're actually in the clinic it's one thing if you're trying to develop a big brand on social media polarizing stuff is great for that but if you're actually trying to help people like real people in your clinic it's obviously the and not or for the win like yes we love fitness yes we love remoms but nobody with nine out of 10 searing leg pain is banging out deadlifts that doesn't happen in the actual real world so if you don't have the ability to ease their symptoms to make them say you know what i feel quite a bit better i actually am willing to hop out there and move now we know the load is the actual solution but if you can't get people to there then you're just up there talking on your pulpit you're not helping anybody so the actual answer is, can you come alongside every individual presentation, ameliorate their symptoms, build their trust and confidence, load them for the long-term win? Can you put those together or are you just yapping? You know, that that's how we feel about the whole thing. Yeah, no, I love that approach. And I think like, you know, before we jumped on and hit record, we were kind of talking about that kind of being like, where where i see pts are moving towards this and like minch mentioned every every pt that we're talking about or talking to at least especially the new graduate pts they're interested in gaining this type of knowledge where it's like they want to learn that higher level stuff like how to use barbells how to use kettlebells how to use fitness to heal people and then also those other skills um you know and and with onward it looks like you guys are kind of a unique clinic uh kind of like we are are you guys an out of network practice yeah so we're in in, in to kind of give some clarity to the population the way it kind of developed 
Onward is basically the perfect expression of what ICE teaches. And that's how it was developed. Like we trained all these physios and they were like, dude, I'm on fire for this stuff. Never wanted to be in the clinic more. Unfortunately, my clinic doesn't have a barbell. My people don't want me doing that. My So we were like, well, this is dumb. <laughs> we're training all these people to get them on fire for a model they aren't being supported and utilizing in the clinic. And so that a few years ago, we were like, well, we've got no choice. Let's just start a clinic brand that is built on this philosophy. And that's what Onward is. It is the physical expression or manifestation of the ICE philosophy in actual practice. And the cool thing about it is it demonstrates that it works, right? Like what yeah. ICE teaches and how you get trained results in you being able to crush it in the out of network cash based space. It's our money where our mouth is. Like that's what that's yeah. all about. So yeah, we're totally out of network. No third party payers, no Medicare, 100% cash based up network. Yeah. And, and I think those like your clinics, like you guys exist in the space. We're kind of like a me in between there. We have two clinics, one inside of CrossFit gym, one inside of a 10,000 square foot, which is where we're at uh, 10,000 square foot, like performance training gym. And then one standalone, every one of our clinics has like the rogue racks and barbells and obviously the gyms. It's like a CrossFit gym is nothing but racks and barbells. Um, and so we've kind of taken that approach. We are in network do you see this like you, I mean, you're on you're like boots on the ground seeing a lot of PTs. I know you're probably not like as involved in the courses as like I'm sure you have instructors because you have so many different courses. Um, do you see that being like a divergence in physical therapy, or you think this is the direction that PT is gonna go as a whole together, where the majority used to be these like, you know, like bigger like rehab spots where people are, you know, four per hour kind of deal and, and they're kind of being seen in that model. Do you think that's where it's going or like, how do you see the profession moving? Good question. So my big kind of picture answer is our win. Like if, if all of our collective goals is to keep people out of the medical industrialized complex is to keep people from being over medicalized and over imaged and over surgery and over prescribed. If that's our actual goal, the way we get there, is meeting as many people with a fitness forward philosophy in as many places as possible. So again, it's and not or. We don't wanna say the out of network way is the only way to do it. It is an important way to do it. We, what we've gotta figure out is how can we have sustainable models that don't burn out PTs and that do serve patients in all the different manners. And so that's what I want our focus to stay on. There are drawbacks to in-network, but there are ways to leverage that space as well. There are ways to go hybrid. There's ways to go totally out of network. We don't want one of these to win. We want all of them to be viable. So that's where I want our focus to be. Yeah, no, I, th I think that's that's an important point. And, and obviously it expands the access to care because then the people that maybe can't afford the out of the network or, or the cash pay and they, they do have like, like we're in Seattle, people have amazing insurance plans, which is really what drove us to being an in-network provider where when we first started, we were kind of more out of network. We realized, man, these people are having really good insurance, you know, 60 visits covered with a, you know, their visit basically cost them 15 bucks to come. And so like, we didn't want that to be the barrier, but I, I believe the same thing where it's like, uh, like the, the high volume, it serves its purpose, right? Cause certain consumers are not looking for this type of method. They don't want to be in a fitness for, they want to be on the table doing their traditional, you know, PT route and, you know, to each their own. Um, and so, so like, you know, I've really enjoyed seeing you guys, you guys are up to how many locations now onward? 
So we have 18 rolling. We have a couple more in the works. I can't announce them yet because we haven't we haven't fully come public. So we're we'll probably open five or ten a year. I mean, I think we'll be at a hundred, you know, in the next five or six years, no problem. Just because the success of it is probably happening faster than we expected. And of course, the ice group is growing so much, and so many of those folks want to be in that kind of a clinic. And every time we grow, it's collective resources, right? Because everything an onward clinic develops, the other onward clinics use. So if you're an onward yeah. clinic you're being powered by 20 clinics content wise and workshop wise. And it's just such a tremendous um, network to be supported by. So I see that growth happening really fast, but I really want your audience to hear Zach, what you said, because more people need to hear that. None of these models are right or wrong. What we've got to figure out is which one is right for which patient. And if we get that figured out, we can serve a much higher percentage of the population. And that's what we got to figure out. Yeah, because we see that too, where people come in and they say, physical therapy didn't work for me. And I say, well, that physical therapy that you went to didn't work for you. But like inside of that clinic that you went to, probably 90% of the people, it was working for them. It just didn't work for you specifically because you're a firefighter and you lift hundred pounds of gear and, and like, they just can't get you to that load inside of that clinic. So it wasn't wrong. It just wasn't right for you. And so that's kind of an interesting, like marketing uh, issue, right. That we have on our hands. And that's where like, I, I like people like yourself who are trying to bring everyone together instead of like, you know, I heard a guy say like the people who fight the most on Twitter are, nutrition community and physical therapists and the guy what it was andrew huberman who was like leads a, a big lab and i'm like that's kind of sad that we're the profession that's known for fighting the most on social media about this kind of stuff yeah 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 it's it's the infighting is crazy and a lot of folks are being polarizing for business reasons and honestly i don't even i don't judge him for that i mean i'm a business guy i think there's ways right. to use that kind of dialogue it's just i'm really concerned about actually treating people helping humans in the clinic and that's a totally different game it is definitely and you you mentioned one thing about uh burnout and managing that with yeah. with clinicians what have you found a successful way to to manage that and, and avoid that in in your experience yeah pressing question man a really good one you've got to love where you spend your day like that's what i try to tell a lot of you i teach at south college so i have a lot of young dpd students coming up they're always asking that question like i'm hearing about burnout i'm worried about it and that's an understandable concern and it's why you have to be uncompromising that you love where you spend your day that the people around you you really believe that you're on the same mission together it's bigger than you you're serving something bigger than you. It's it's not about you. It's about serving other people in a way that you've always dreamed of serving them. I don't know what that is. I don't have an answer for you there. You got to do your own self-reflection, but it's got to meet you in that space where every day, even with, even the hard days, the busy days, the draining days, you walk away and say, I serve people in an important way today that matters to me. If you believe that, and, and the crew around you believes that it will give back more than you give to it, but it's a rare thing to find it. So you've got to be intentional when you seek it out. Yeah. And that, that fit definitely is hard for PTs to find. And then, I mean, we interview people all the time where we've got, we've got partner clinics in New Mexico too, where we'll, we'll miss hires because someone wanted to take 5,000 extra dollars, but they're seeing 40 more patients a week. 
And I try to tell it's so hard from a business standpoint, a business owner standpoint. And it's easier from like a mentor standpoint when I'm mentoring people who aren't going to be working for me, it, you know, because they're like, oh, sure, you're telling me that I should take 5000 less to work for you. But it's like, you got to really think about, in, in my opinion, what what is that extra $5,000 going to get you versus like, is it going to de- drastically decrease your uh, your satisfaction of where you're working. And like you said, like you spend so much time in the clinic and, and I just shot a couple of videos today on this is like these PTs out there that are hoping their last patient of the day cancels and that their first patient of the day cancels so that they can leave late or they can leave early and they can show up late. And that's just sad to me because, you know, at this, at like that just means that you're hoping that people that need care don't get it. And so that's kind of like, you know, do you guys, do you guys have that or, you know, what, what have you guys done to try to, to try to battle that for PTs? Yeah. So I, I really can't battle that for them outside of one of my big goals through onward and, you know, started through ice and now it's kind of evolved in both those machines running side by side is to create as many perfect jobs for people who want to treat this way as possible. So if we ever get to where we do have a couple hundred clinics years down the road, I'll be thrilled, not because of the financial success of what we've done business-wise, but because we created opportunities that would not have otherwise been there for a huge percentage of young, hungry, motivated physios. Dude, if I could look back and say we did that, I'm good. I'm good. It's from, from a, hey, that went well career standpoint, that would do it for me. Yeah, that's I, I love that because we, we definitely need more clinics out there like that that are looking because like there is still financial upside for that for clinics that have that model, but like it's it's also looking to elevate the profession of physical therapy and create an environment where you know like I mean I, I've been seeing the boards I don't know if you read it I, I try not to go into the physical therapy uh, Facebook pages too too much because it gets a little nasty there but but. But there is a lot of good questions of like people that are like, I'm looking to become a PT, but I see all this, this fear about, you know, debt and then burnout and all this stuff. And now maybe I don't want to become a PT. So I think the long term, you guys, you know, onward, we're obviously a much smaller clinic group than you guys are. But but trying to create that environment of like, well, there is places for these PTs who are thinking that way to, to end up, which is which is cool. So. Yeah, and what you guys are doing and what I hope we're contributing to on the onward side too, the big win, if everybody would stop arguing and actually look for the solution, the big win is the consumer, the population, believing that physical therapy should be pricey because it is so valuable. If that was their belief on the whole, all of these problems would go away because they would either pay in cash or we'd force their insurance to cover because we'd say, look, your people are paying in cash. They're writing letters to you saying that if you don't cover PT, they're changing insurance companies. We could turn this all around, but the customers got to believe we're valuable. And if we deliver over and over again at scale, that can happen. I love that. Not to put you on the spot with this tweet, but I thought like I've read this a couple of times and I've loved it. It, it, it. I don't think it does put you on the spot, but uh, you said sales is hard. Seeing four people an hour is hard. Getting Getting good is hard. Explaining lackluster results all day is hard. It's 2023, your call. Explain that a little bit because I thought that was like one of the most interesting ones. I kind of like took a screenshot and saved that for myself. What, what, are you t- what are you talking about there? Yeah, man. That's next Thursday's PT on Ice, by the way. Choose your heart. Uh, <laughs> but it's choose your heart PT edition, right? So like, it's going to be tough no matter what. I think everybody is trying to find the shortcut they're trying to find the energy conservation route. It doesn't exist. 
you're going to work hard somehow. That is a part of life. That's a good part of life. It's what makes us learn about ourselves. It's the thing that is the stimulus for growth in everybody's ecosystem. You're going to work hard. The cool thing is you can choose what that looks like. If getting, getting good, going to a bunch of courses, getting all the reps, having study groups is exhausting. It's hard. But man, what's really hard is not having the skills that you get as a result of that. And your patients aren't getting any better. And now they're complaining to you. You think that's not hard? It's going to be hard no matter what. So choose the hard that you want to be able to look back and be proud of. That's what I'm trying to explain with that tweet. Well, I love that because that, that is such a good point. And, I, and we tell PTs that all the time is like, it, it's, it's a, it's a grind to get the, to feel like you're going to be successful and like, you know what you're doing. Like, I feel like the more I learn, the less I feel like I know what I'm doing and the more I have to try to learn in business and in, in physical therapy. And, and I love that. Like I haven't, I, you know, there's not a lot of PTs out there that are saying this kind of stuff, which is, I think it's great because like, I think a lot of PTs just want to have this clock in clock out job. That's super easy. They know what they're doing. They feel like an expert. They put doctor next to their name. But no matter what, it's it is gonna be hard. You know, it's like selling people on cash pay is hard, but also like you said, seeing four people an hour at certain clinics. That I just told Miss the other day, like I have no idea how a patient how a PT would ever see four in an hour with insurance-based documentation. Like I can't even imagine what that looks like. And I also mentioned to him just like what you said, is like you have that person and you know. You feel so bad inside, I imagine, as a PT, just knowing that you could have helped that person, but you just didn't have the time to do it. And so, like, like I said, those models serve a certain population where, you know, like we need to get people into rehab and help them, but also like you got to be a PT that's in that mindset. And so, so I love, I love that piece. Cool. Yeah. I'm looking at, I'm looking to expand it next week. I hope the podcast hits because it's a heavy topic, you know, trying to get people to embrace, like it's all going to suck embrace the suck and then drive the suck decide where you're going to struggle and for what and make it purpose-driven it'll be hard make it your heart yeah yeah i and as as soon as you drop that episode i'm going to pass that on to all of our pts cool. at least because cool. uh i mean that's uh, it's an important message and it's it's really for everybody in life right like uh it's it's, just, it's the same with our patients it's like you can it, it really sucks to feel bad and have pain and it's also really hard to get better and put the time and the effort in to recover. Which yep. one is better? Because at the end of the day, if you put that hard work in and you come to PT and you do your home exercise consistently, it's still hard. But at least at the end of the day, you get out of that misery of whatever is limiting you and not being able to get you know out and do the things that you love to do. Absolutely, man. Nailed it. Yep. So a, a little bit more about um, about the courses, you know, I know like there's the the clinical management of of the fitness athlete. There's the one for like the older population. Yeah. Talk to a little bit about like because because we see it, you know, newer PTs. Maybe they don't have a fitness background themselves. Like what? It's kind of crazy that they don't have this knowledge yet. What are some things that they're going to learn? through through you guys yeah yeah good question so it depends where you jump in right and so the way we look at our courses man is if you take an ice course i want you to be able to sell better and serve better next week that's my that that's our job right like if you invested in us the roi should be immediate so i want you looking at our courses saying who do i want to serve better 
that I want to be able to market to next week, that I've got the goods for them. If it's triathletes, go to the endurance athlete division. If it's if it's people in the CrossFit gym, take the CMFA courses. If it's older adults, MMOA. If it's pregnancy and postpartum, get in that division. You get the idea, right? Like look at our curriculum and say, okay, there's my people. I want to serve them well. I'm going to go crush those courses. And then what they're going to learn is a combination of reasoning through those cases. And then, like I said, that that fitness forward slash the and not or philosophy of learning how in those people to calm down their symptoms while building their fitness. These are not separate things. They work together. We show you how to fuse those two every single session. So was there like a clinical certification? Like what's clinical excellence certification? About how long does that take a PT to go through kind of? like in how many courses yeah yeah thanks for asking that so that's kind of our residency alternative right so a lot we are never going to have a residency ice will never have one there is too much administration stuff there's too much bureaucracy i don't the people who are overseeing it um i don't see as having more expertise in the fitness for rehab space than we do none of it makes sense to me and i feel like People should not spend time doing paperwork and filling out forms. You should be spending time getting better. Every second of your time that I have you, your attention, I want you getting better. At selling your product, at doing your product, I need 100% efficiency on our time spent together. So that being acknowledged, we have a lot of people come out of school and say, you know, you don't have a residency. What do I do? How do I use your, how do I go through a series? That's what that certification is. When, when you ask us what builds the foundation of PT version 2.0, what courses, it is, it is those eight courses, four online courses, four live courses, combining all the domains, some fitness athlete stuff, some older adult stuff, some primary care stuff, persistent pain. It's all in there, right? Those eight classes and then the exam. I love the live exam. We will never not have a live exam. If we are going to put a check mark next to you, we need to see it. I need to actually watch you do the thing. So every year we have our certification testing where folks show up in Nashville and we have a room set up and there's a written exam and a practical exam. So you get a patient case, we go through it together. How would you examine that patient? How would irritability change the way you examine them? Show me that examination technique. Show me that manipulation. How are you going to load them? Coach that overhead press. How are you going to program it? Show me that programming. Do an EMOM. Like you got to do the thing. And then once you've done that, we say, yeah, that person gets it. That's what physical therapy should look like. And so that's the process. And it takes folks on average around three years to get through it. Wow. It's a big commitment. But like we said, choose your heart. And and I think that that, that goes to show, like, when I see a course that makes people actually prove it, I'm, and and you want them to prove it to put your stamp on them, I think that's that's a mark of a good course because – there's a lot of courses out there that are just basically selling certifications. You know, they're just like, come to the course, show up. I don't care if you like actually participate or if you just sit there on your iPhone, you just paid for the course. So by paying, you get the certification and that's like, you know, participation trophies, you know, you're getting, you're getting the, you're just getting it for showing up when you might not be able to execute. So, so I love the fact that you guys are making people prove it and, and go through. And then also, I don't know if you were at, um, the PPS meeting a few months ago. Um, but for all the PTs out there, I saw an interesting presentation talking about the difference between residency and just like something like this, like a, like a certification or, or, or a mentor, a structured mentorship program. 
and they actually showed that the results on like an SCS and OCS exam were the same. And then also outcomes from patients from reported by patients were actually better than, than, uh, with the non-residency trained physical therapists, which is an interesting finding, not to knock on those OCS and SES programs, but there's a lot of PTs out there. And I thought I thought the same thing, like getting my SCS was was going to be the end all be all. But I think there's so many other cool courses out there like the ICE series um, that you could do and learn a ton from and probably even more and then still pass those exams. Yeah, I mean, like you said, everything evolves, right? Like if I've got my o- OCS, I did, I did fellowship. I, I went through all those things. Would I go through it if I was starting now? Of course not. I think there's more efficient ways to get me really good at treating the people I know I want to treat that fitness forward way. I'm going to take the shortest path towards over-delivering for that population. And that's going to be whatever has the least barriers and the least administrative load. And I think all of our jobs is to find ways to get people who are just starting there faster than we got there. That's the whole idea, right? So that's what we're always driving to do with ICE. Nice. Awesome. Is there anything upcoming that you're excited about this year that maybe you can talk about? (laughs) (laughs) In in ICE specifically? Um, we're launching a, a vestibular course that we've wanted to launch for a long time. Um, it's going to be oh, a nice. downloadable course. So it's going to be all video led um, and all kind of at your own own pace. But that's a niche area. So I'm a huge believer. There's a couple of things that are super under capitalized on in physical therapy. Vestibular is right up there. The jaw is the highest by far. TMD is the highest. But there's certain yeah. areas where we offer huge value and we're not supplying the population with our skills in vestibular falls into that bucket. So we're going to have more info coming out of that probably in the next six weeks. Does that cover anything on concussions or anything like that as well? So there's a natural kind of conversation that happens in there. I would not call it a concussion specific course. We don't have one of those because we believe that Jessica Schwartz does such an unbelievable job with her program that it really doesn't need much improving on. Um, Concussion Corner podcast, her series, she is just such a she has really put her foot down as an expert in that space and gathered an interdisciplinary faculty that can't be rivaled. And I, whenever I see someone crush it like that, I don't feel any need to reproduce that wheel. It's like, we'll just push everybody her way. So in the concussion space, that tends to be what we do with Jess. Yeah, I love that. And that's that's kind of like the, the best way to go about it, right? Like focus on your strengths and execute on those and, and then and then you know let everyone else who's got that special niche that actually covers it well to, to do it. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, we, we appreciate uh, you coming on and spending the time with us for the podcast. Um, like I said, if, if uh, anyone's listening, we'll kind of link up in the show notes, Ice Physio, and we'll link up Onward and PT on Ice for all the PTs out there that are listening to podcasts as well. Um, anywhere else that people should be finding you online? No, nah, man, those are the big ones. Um, if you follow Ice Onward, you're going to bump into my stuff all the time. So kind of get into that web and check out the podcast. And, and that's more or less where we live. Yeah, and we're gonna have to have a course out here very soon. Uh, so, so we'll be in contact with you to to be able to get that on on um, the books. So, we appreciate you coming on again, and and appreciate what you're doing for the PT industry. Yeah, thank you so much. Thank you for having me, and thank you guys for what you're doing. Like, this is a rising tide lifts all boats kind of a scenario. You all out there crushing it and getting good outcomes and showing other PTs how to do it. This is the idea, right? Now we just got to stop fighting and start locking shields. If we take that philosophy, we turn this thing on its head. I love it. Let's do it together. Cheers, guys. Thanks. Cheers.